0: Hi, I'm Eddie. I run a comic shop and publish my own comic strip.
1: And I'm Roger, and I run a comic shop and my very own Comic-Con. And I'm Joe, a lifelong fan who does all the real work to make our show go. Every week, we'll discuss the newest insider
0: info that you won't get from your favorite comics and talk to some of our favorite creators and publishers.
1: So come take a peek behind the counter with Tales from the Comic Shop, part of the Geek Nerd Network. Weekly on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more.
2: children you
3: must walk feminine talk feminine smile and be feminine utilize your femininity that's what every girl should know if she wants to catch a bow
2: oh, won't somebody please think of the children okay first i'm not a princess <clears throat> I'm the daughter of the chief.
1: Same difference. No. If you wear a dress and you have an animal sidekick, you're a princess. I think you can kiss your trade franchise goodbye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye, the podcast where we talk about movie franchises. And we are still right in the middle of Disney princesses on the sort of tapering end of the Disney renaissance With 1996's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Wow. What a movie. (laughs) Um, I'm going to preface this before we get into this discussion. Um, The the film The Hunchback of Notre Dame uses uh, a specific slur that begins with the letter G to refer to the Roma or Romani people. We will not be using that word on this podcast. Uh, that is a continuing conversation that continues to happen within our society. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start that here. Uh, also, I, I would like to preface this that we did reach out to several people who are members of the Roma community and did invite them to be here. It just didn't work out. Um, really unfortunate but um hey if if you are interested in being on our podcast drop us a line on uh at at our homepage on anchor or i don't know find us on facebook and let us know um would love to have you know people on to to talk about or looking for people to join us to talk about mulan about the princess and the frog uh specifically and i'm I'm sure we have several people who want to talk about Moana and potentially Lilo and Stitch. So, uh, but if you'd like to um, talk to us about, if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, please, please reach out to us. So with that being said, let's introduce everybody else. Uh, I'm Andy, I'm your host, uh, and I'm not doing anything right now other than this podcast so there we go (laughs) um but uh I don't know Brooke you and I saw this movie together in 1996 yes Um, sir welcome And, and you said we should talk about this movie
2: yeah I apologize to all of humanity because I clearly hadn't watched it since we were in the theater in 1996 and holy shit
1: um oh,
0: garbage
1: also in the Provo area in 1996 Mr. JB Flinders how are Hello. you doing
0: my name is Inigo Montoya you stole my casting prepare to die
1: oh wow <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, I, assume and... gonna, I
0: assume we're going to get into that whole fun thing too, right, Andy?
1: I'm sure we, yes. <laughs> like, we absolutely can. I want uh, you to
0: know I wrote that in the shower because I'm like, I need a clever, a clever intro because I've sucked the last couple of weeks. I'm
2: so glad you think of us in the shower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, certain, certain percentages.
2: <laughs> Just so it's clear, that's all I took away
0: from that. So. <laughs> I'll take it. I wait I wait for the shower smoke and then I do a whole musical number.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh and last but certainly not, not least, uh our returning champion Melissa Woo-hoo! Martinez. How are you doing, Yay! Melissa? Hey.
4: Good. I was not in the Provo area circa 1996. No. Um, but, you know, I did see this movie. It was the first one actually, the first Disney movie where uh my, my bestie and I were like fuck it we're not gonna borrow someone's kid to go in and watch a Disney movie like <laughs> hopefully people won't think we're perverts or something <laughs> we were like always afraid that you know if grown adults went in to a movie like a you know an animated movie that people would think we were like you know perverts or something and it, we were like fuck it and it's then we we left the theater we're like if a kid was there with would that have been way more uncomfortable than it already was? Like, you know, because (laughs) like (laughs) the most inappropriate, I mean, there's always, and I've talked about this before. There's always like inappropriate references, like adult references in every animated Disney movie and kids don't get it, but they don't care because it's animated and they'll watch it anyway, you know? But like, this was like
2: the point of the movie.
4: I mean, yeah. This is hard. It went way further than we thought. I was like, that was a Disney movie.
1: (laughs) I'm like, is this for children? What is this? (laughs) I remember thinking that at the time. I mean, I actually at the time found it very charming and like. Really? I found it very boring. the, The animation specifically, I'm like, oh, that's so cool how they're using computer graphics to like do all this technical stuff and man it's really cool that disney is like trying to be dark um and but but this movie is a total (laughs) mess
2: that brings up so many questions for me really because we went and saw this together was i like torturing you no (laughs) it was good that it was dark because of live things or just that it was like did we make out during this movie that, that is one of the main <laughs>
4: questions
0: no, that I have. it makes
1: sense now it's all coming back to like me I'm trying, oh, I, I couldn't go. remember
2: if it was just after or if it was during or
1: I don't think so
2: like not, not up on that right side of the Sarah theater there was no smoochie
1: I mean the Sarah theater like I, I know known for it having the make out couch uh, in the uh
2: Right, but we weren't but on the couch. We
1: were not on the makeout couch.
2: Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. So that was one of my questions cuz my memory is a little foggy.
1: I don't think so. I don't I either. mean and and I also went and saw it again um months later when it was playing at the BYU Varsity Theater, which didn't censor anything in this movie amazingly. <laughs> like of course did they you didn't. think a different girl. That's what um I was
0: uh-oh. You know,
1: I, no. Well, I mean, I didn't take a different girl. <laughs> <laughs> that got
0: really good for a second. No. What no. here? This, this,
1: What I'm about to say is I took many people with me um, because, okay, so this is
4: Menage a many. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, True so Mormon this style. is really weird. This is a glimpse into BYU culture that is really weird. Okay, so folks who are familiar with Mormon LDS culture may know that, like, there is this thing that Mormons try to do on Monday (laughs) night. You do family home evening. You have family...
2: Not soaking.
1: ...gatherings. Not soaking.
2: Okay.
3: Um, (laughs) In the
1: the freshman BYU dorms, they organize you into families... And then on Monday nights, you're supposed to get together and do something. And they they make a mom and a dad who are the organizers. It's so the fucking
2: weird as you talk about it. Yeah,
0: they're the so official jokers. The Everybody else just follows along.
1: <laughs> so so I was the dad in my. Um, BYU freshman dorm family home act, uh, evening, and we we're just like, well, what do we do? And <laughs> I'm like, this is
0: turning into a worse story than the plot of Hunchback.
1: <laughs> I'm like, let's let's go to the movies. Let's all go see Hunchback. That'll be fun. It's a buck a piece. We we all get in. We we buy some popcorn. We have a good time. And every other dude in the in the group ditched, except for one other guy. And so it was two guys and eight girls. So thanks for being there, Randy. And (laughs) yeah, so, um, so. I
2: am so grateful that your memory is so intact. Legit.
0: Legit. You have a great memory of 1994 through 1998, which I do not. So,
1: yeah. So there, so there was, but there was a lot less making out that evening. There was a hundred percent less making it. Also, sorry, Randy. <laughs> Everybody
2: fell asleep during the movie, that's why.
1: Yeah. So well but because
2: yeah. everyone was shamed during the movie and <laughs> went home and had to talk <laughs> to their bishops.
1: Well yeah, like uh I, I don't know, like BYU very much like had a had a, a Claude Frollo like vibe going on.
0: I, I could end the podcast right there. That was the best segue of I took Brooke the first time, probably making out. Second time, didn't take Brooke. Hmm. Now I have to make up a family home evening story. <laughs>
1: so I'm either the world's best liar or. Yeah.
4: No. <laughs> so this no. movie about, you know, a man who, you know, keeps a, another man captured. Basically, it's at the start of like your whole dungeon thing. And the, thing <laughs> <with> <laughs> this, you know, the planted seeds, this movie. Because oh, you saw it so many times. I did this too. Like, always. it must have. <laughs> sunk in somewhere like you could do this yourself you know what i mean Like they did
0: say this is the spiritual successor to beauty and the beast so melissa's on to something
1: here yeah on the advice of my attorney i will invoke (laughs) my rights under the fifth amendment to not answer that question
2: Uh did you also have a thing for overboard because i feel a pain coming on
1: no oh no, well, Overboard a- is garbage and always has been.
0: Oh, this made a terrible movie way more entertaining to talk about. Thank you, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Great.
1: So, Brooke, before this movie, you also watched Overboard. Yes. Why did you choose Overboard?
2: Well, <laughs> funny enough, my options were Breakfast Club, uh, Sixteen Candles, Surly... Curly Sue or Overboard and I'm sitting there looking at this list of movies and I was like, Curly Sue is probably the obvious answer to watch with my 10 year old but I don't really remember it very well and I don't know what was in it and all of the other movies from our childhood are so fucking problematic that I was like "Eh, the remake of Overboard was okay, I'll try that I was wrong, it was awful I loved that movie as a child, but when I when I put it in conjunction with the other movies that I used to watch a lot, like um, Savannah Smiles and all these other movies where people get like kidnapped or stolen and then end up loving their captors, like, I don't know, Beauty and the Beast. It kind of makes sense why it would fall into the line of movies that I liked.
1: That's the real story here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the moral of Overboard is that... <laughs> Kurt Russell is such a charming mother effort that, like, oh yeah, you know this this tracks, this works. <laughs> so,
2: I mean, at the end, at least all the money was hers.
1: <laughs> at least, yeah.
2: The only thing I had going for
1: it, yes. <gasps> um, it is
0: such a weird Hollywood trope, though, right, Andy? Like you can just throw a charming leading man in, and it. It's not supposed to make the movie as bad like indecent proposal oh it's okay because robert redford's super hot right
1: like yeah, yeah. yeah. at yeah.
2: least the dad from gilmore girls was still a putts. i mean <laughs> he stayed the same
1: yeah okay so oh, shoot. 1996 is the hunchback of notre dame man what a ride!
0: All right, lay lay the his. So I thought this, I thought this book was about a building. Where did all this other stuff come from?
1: It it definitely okay. was. Well, okay. See, so you can really trace the history. Like, okay, have have any of us actually read the Hugo novel? I have not. Well, not since not. like AP English,
0: but no. okay, like twenty years ago.
1: Yeah. So. It, it is. He's very much, like, talking about the building and talking about, like, how impressive the Yeah, the he, like, hung out with
0: the sculptor is... or something when he was writing it and all this stuff. Yeah,
1: and it's, like, Victor Hugo is going to spend 10 pages talking about the carved arches and marble work. Right. And, like, that's what this was really all about. Um, most of this movie is... You know really adapted from not the novel but from other previous adaptations including early silent film works and um a version with with lon chaney as quasimodo and um a version uh produced during world war ii that was uh laid with uh, that was laid with all of this um sort of anti-fascist populism about uh, which was the first time where the the element of this being about the extermination of Roma peoples became a major plot line and where um the the whole point that they were trying to make with that is like hey this is what Hitler is doing um It is important to remember that uh alongside the jews the roma were the second most um wiped out population in in europe during the holocaust so uh but but it was a product of its time and tried to put in these elements of social justice and uh you know talk about talk about hate so in 1993 disney gets the rights to adapt hunchback and um i i said we were going to say goodbye to jeffrey katzenberg co-founder of Quibi, but we have to go back in time
3: <laughs> and remember
1: that at, so he pulled two of his animators off of the lion king and said okay your job is now to do hunchback you're doing hunchback now and this is what they came up with um Katzenberg, co-founder of Quibi, had already left the studio. He'd been gone for several years, but they continued developing this and very much, um, you know, has a lot of the same Disney story tropes. It's Esmeralda is not your typical Disney princess, um, but uh, she's got a lot of that, like, 90s girl boss feminism going on i didn't on know you and, had a kid yeah and she, and she had a kid is that what you said
2: when he made the joke about her goat
1: oh yeah <laughs> i like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um goat actually i, I like the goat character yeah. Goat's fine. Yeah, only good. good side character sorry yeah.
4: gargoyles agreed yeah.
0: yeah, we can just skip that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> the worst. Is <laughs> they shoehorned in
1: the gargoyles because they're like, oh, Quasimodo needs to have friends, so let's make don't them
2: migrate. Do I, <sighs>
1: I don't know. This movie doesn't. That part of the movie doesn't make any sense. Is like, that is he part? hallucinating? This is he. Ugh maybe the worst part of the movie anyway this movie is all over the place there was obviously no one like straight through line that they were obviously going for they were just like oh well there's a love story and quasimodo's and like a, a misunderstood outsider and frollo's the villain and and that's it and then like And the studio, like, just gave up on it,
0: didn't they? I mean, didn't Disney just go, yeah, whatever,
1: like, do your best? They, I mean, they obviously just thought, like, oh, well, we're on such a hot streak. We can just put hot garbage out there, and it'll make $100 million. And they're kind of right.
0: It it did. It made exactly $100 million, didn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... (laughs) So, I mean, it's just a calculated thing. As long as they, like, don't stray too far from this formula, like, they can just kind of churn out garbage. And this movie isn't all garbage. There's elements of it that I think are really good. a lot of elements that are bad. So, I don't know. That's that's my take on it. What, What did you all think?
4: I think it did stray further than any movie before i mean can we talk about the song hellfire yeah, for a minute?
1: absolutely
4: i mean holy fuck yeah. that's like the most anti-disney disney song ever and and i did y'all read there, there was an article in the new york times about the 25th anniversary of this yes. movie. What a and
3: great
4: they, article right because it, it it went into detail about um the and the article is way more interesting than the movie by the way so go seek it out if yeah. if you want to actually enjoy something about this film but like it, it went into detail about the mpaa rating and how how they had to do things to get a g rating instead of pg and this song had a lot to do with it like they had to drown out one of the words with a with the whoosh sound, <laughs> like wow. so, it didn't sound so sexy or something. It was it was incredible. Yeah. Like, oh my god.
0: Yeah. What were, it was, um, it was at the very end, right? And and mm-hmm. they couldn't, and they couldn't say hellfire either, wasn't it? And they had to have the sound effects come up, but he couldn't. Then they had to change the sound effects because he couldn't be so breathy. Or, or yeah, you know, part, it was really weird. But that's a great song.
4: Because we right? didn't, they didn't want him to sound. As lusty, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or something. It, it was crazy. I, I, you know what? I should have kept the article up, and I, I, got rid of it. Hold on.
1: But yeah, that's like say, we the should, heart we of the it. movie, right there. Yeah, we should. It's like, that's actually that's the thing that works here. Yeah, I agree. Because Frollo is such a good villain because he's not your typical Disney villain. Like, it's like, oh, this is a man, a very bad man with all of the like worst elements of patriarchy and corruption all like condensed into him.
4: And maybe pure... too, like, yeah. Like, like, remember when we were talking about uh, Ursula from the little mermaid and what the fuck does she do to get banished? Like they never explain her motivations or why she was isolated or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? But like in this case, so we don't know why she's bad or why she wants to do the things to do. But like in this case, we know that he's just a freaking bigot, and you know that he's that. That's not only that,
1: genocidal. Yeah. Genocidal bigot. Which
0: he's not in the book, right? They just decided to tweak it a little bit for the movie. I yeah. Don't...
1: Again, that was based on the the '40s version. Yeah. yeah. Where they were bringing that in. In the so... book,
0: he's just a lusty dude, who. Yeah wants to outdo kevin klein which good luck with that
1: yeah uh, so how dare you yeah come have on. you seen kevin klein i mean not a chance
0: um but yeah it's it's really i mean that article is great melissa i'm really glad you brought it up and we should post it um yeah i i it brought it Matthew. up
4: because i i was like damn i should have kept it up it, to quote some things the title of the article kind of says it all. It says, um, the hunchback of Notre Dame at 25, the most R rated G you will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it says, however, it came about a ratings board made up of parents decided that a film with the musical number about lust and hellfire and a plot that involves the threat of genocide against was appropriate for a general audience. And of course it goes into the reason, probably the reason why is because it's Disney, you know, um, yeah. Uh, I want to see if I can find the part where they were talking about how they had to edit that song.
0: Well, and, and there's the one animator who animated Frollo and I, th- I think in the article she was basically saying, I love this character, but I can't believe what we got away with. Right? Because all of, all of the things in the meetings they thought were going to kick the censor board. None of them happened. So right like they were oh okay well we can't have them die at the end like they do in the book and we can't say hellfire but other than that good job really (laughs) that's what that's what the censors got out of this
1: i mean the mpaa censors are so weird uh, with with what they will and won't censor okay so total tangent um i went to go see everything everywhere all at once uh, and there is a scene in which um, Michelle Yeoh is fighting another guy who has taken his pants off, and they actively pixelate his junk. Okay. It—they play it for comedy, and it works as comedy. But I'm like pretty sure I would really like to find out if they were like oh yeah no we we shot that and like his dong is there but they said you that this movie will be nc17 if you show a penis flying through the air and i'm like oh so like the mpaa is stupid they're just they're just the absolute worst and and yeah this is i mean <laughs> This is very dark for a G-rated movie, but um, but I don't think that there's anything, like, I don't know, objectionable in, in that content. Like, the words Hellfire don't bother me. I mean, the fact that he's genocidal is like, wow, that's pretty heavy for kids. The fact that he's lusty is pretty heavy for kids, but... It's gonna go over their heads that, like, oh yeah, he, like. Okay, anyway.
4: so I found it. I wanna just read a little bit more from this article. Okay, so in the Hellfire number, Imagine as a Nightmarish Hallucinogenic Sequence, Frollo is tempted by hooded red rope figures that reflect his slipping grip on reality. This burning desire, he sings, gazing at a dancing Esmeralda figure in his fireplace, is turning me to sin. The ratings port was uncomfortable with the word sin. But the sequence was already animated and the soundtrack recorded so they couldn't change the lyric. Then Han came up with a solution. Make the whoosh when the hooded judges rush up on the floor a little louder so it would drown out the sin. And it worked. Uh, But what ultimately got the film its G rating, Wise said, was a change so tiny that you'll never believe this. In the scene where Frollo sneaks up behind Esmeralda and sniffs her hair, the ratings board thought the sniff was too suggestive. right. Yep they were like could you lower the volume of that he said and we did and it got the g rating
1: okay Tone down and sniffs legit like the one of the creepiest things in an animated movie ever
2: uh-huh
1: Ugh. oh so terrible at least okay, she was fake yeah. for it i guess so but man what a creep frollo he Joe so, Biden, your
4: man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow.
1: Joe Biden. Anyway, definitely Joe Biden in the 90s. Um, oh, hell yeah. Sn- sniffing women's hair. Yeah, not great. Not great. Um, very bad. Don't do it. So, um, yeah. But Frollo, um, pretty amazing villain. Um... I I actually like it's it's funny that this is actually the the Disney renaissance movie that my kids know and like the best for real, Cause, <laughs> for real? yeah cuz wow. like Gen Z is like all over Frollo and Hellfire they like they're like oh yeah this this rules wow. like we don't you know Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, meh Bring us the dark Darkness (laughs) So Um, yeah Really funny Uh Um What, okay, so On the one hand, you've got this Ultra, ultra, ultra dark stuff And then on the other You've got These gargoyles (sighs) Ugh. just absolutely yeah, they're worthless. So
0: out, they're so out of place. Like it's so terrible, out of place. Yeah, it's such a terrible ad. Okay,
2: <laughs> can I Yeah, go, bro. Can I, can I give you my take on this whole yes. fucking pile of shit? Yes. Cuz I hate it. Um At first, I really thought they were being very very clever. And I really thought they were going to bring to light some, some really intense like problems with society. I thought they were onto something, and then I realized they weren't at all. They just got lucky again that they started to highlight some things, and then fucking missed the ball completely. Like You have Esmeralda, and you have Frollo, and you have the priest who sees Frollo kill the mother, and he is almost a good side character almost a good side character because when Esmeralda comes into the chapel after the Festival of Fools, when she has very purposefully, very intentionally, with like great effort been kind and had empathy and compassion and also stood her ground against Frollo and all of his stupid fucking horrible politics and she comes into the to the chapel and thinks she like she's hiding. She has sanctuary. She's stuck. She's trying to figure all these things out. And the priest puts his hands around her shoulder and he says to her, um, "You can't change the world all by yourself. Like, don't go out there. You've already caused enough of a stir. Don't piss him off anymore, or you're really in for it, right?" And, and when I watched that scene, I was like, I understand that this is like a word of warning for her. Like, be careful. Watch your step. But also, he's 100% telling her, you can't do anything about this, so just hang out here. And it mm-hmm. pisses me off so Fucking much because here she is, like the only character like there's and there's so much plot here. There's so much that they could do with this setup that I was like, okay, are they gonna do it? But then they immediately Um skip back to the gargoyles. Alright, I need to I need to look up a name real quick, sorry. Yeah. Um
1: the the names of the gargoyles? What are their names? They're Victor and Hugo and Laverne, right?
0: Yeah, Shirley didn't make the cut. And Laverne actually died, so they had to replace her halfway through, right? Okay,
2: yeah. So they they skip back to, to the three of them. I guess their names really don't matter. And they're talking to Quasimodo. And everything about Esmeralda that has value... Everything about her having a point and trying to change the world and save her entire people from genocide Straight out the fucking window Of course, she's gonna love you. You're shaped like a croissant. How could she not love someone like you? And it's just like He and this is where I have great pause with society in general as a woman who has been kind to people and had it taken as flirting, had it taken as an advance, had it taken completely out of context for for what I was doing and what my intent was and just being a human, seeing other humans for themselves, they immediately turn all of her actions into ones of, of course she's going to love you and not love the other guy. You should act on this right away. and. And i know that they're just gargoyles i know they're just the side characters but it speaks to a much bigger issue that i think we have going on in society and that we are we are so hung up on who am i going to be in a relationship with that we stop seeing each other as humans and we stop seeing the validity in people's actions As being bigger than what they are or different than what they are and then suddenly if that person is not in love with you because your needs took you to a place of liking them then you turn against them and you hold it against them instead of and you make it their fault you make it their fucking fault that they're not in love with you and I really hope that for a moment that for just a fucking moment they were going to allow this storyline to To be about all those really like if we're going to get into the complicated hellfire lyrics and lust and all these other sinful things. Why can't we also get into the complicated parts of life of it's okay for you to have feelings for someone and for them not to have feelings for you back and to also have compassion and kindness for yourself and that person at the same time. Like why, like, and they, they illustrate some of these things, which I think need to be illustrated, but then they never actually go into showing how to resolve it in a healthy way until at the very end, after fucking Quasimodo waterboards her as she's dying. And then he puts her hand in Phoebus's hand, right at the very, like it's, they missed the point they did it wrong she her character was set up to be so much more than it was and then they took it back to only being about a a, like it's it's the genocide of her people is a plot point of a love story which is the opposite of what they should have done with this stupid fucking movie and it should have been okay for her to be kind and have it not turn against her. It should have been okay for her to have a purpose and a mission. And have it not be about which of the two men she was in love with. And it should have been illustrated such. If we're going to get into to the priest and his problems. like It just... They really fucking missed the point on this. And it pisses me off.
1: Yeah. That whole A Guy Like You song is a definite low point. Um not only in the movie but i actually can't think of a song from like 90s disney that bugs me more than that one that like i actively dislike yeah like it uh,
2: it's really bad
1: it's it's also it's it's not a great song and an even worse message it's it, it's like yeah i mean because cuz then you can take that as kind of I mean I'm really stretching here, but it's like the incel anthem. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, of course she's gonna like you because you know, you're you're nice and you're you're all these things and you should believe in yourself. And it's just like, yeah, you know what? And sometimes you like someone and they don't like you back and guess what? That's okay. That's life.
4: Right. That's I life and you gotta get over waiting it. Waiting for the word Chad to come up. When you said incel <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it. For real.
3: Totally.
2: Like, and I think it's great that they encourage him to believe in himself and maybe show that he is going to naturally start to have those feelings for the very first person he's ever met who's ever been, who's seen him as a human, right? But right. But transition it. Transition this into something that is, like, if if you're not going to make it about being better humans and illustrating how to do so, then make it be such a pertinent point that we understand that we have to do better at the end of the movie. But don't do this sort of middle ground, lukewarm, milquetoast bullshit in the middle where it completely invalidates either end of that. I think it's garbage.
1: And not only that, this is now the third movie in a row where we have over-sexualized a woman of color. And in this right. in this movie especially, every single other male character is like turned on by Esmeralda. Like, okay, yeah. so Quasi has this like kind of maybe the most like pure affection for her in a lot of ways. But it's a it's it's puppy love. Frollo is like deep in lust. Phoebus. Phoebus doesn't know her. He doesn't know anything about her, but he's like, "I don't know. I'm kind of interested in that lady." And it's—I
2: guess I'll give up my whole career and everything I've worked for just to try to follow this girl with her pretty hair.
1: Yeah, it, it's like it's—it's it's astounding, and and it's so immature, and it's—it's it's awful. Like all three of them are terrible. <laughs> Yeah. And it's because Disney chose to sexualize a woman of color, and make it, it, it make her this like this mystique where oh exotic. well of course everyone's just falling in love with her all the time.
4: She's exotic. That's she's the exotic.
1: That's it. That's it.
2: Yeah. And it's her <sighs> fault for being kind to him, and it is her burden to bear that they get to all be assholes or sexualized by her or breathing in her hair or whatever the fuck it's all on her Yeah. and it's fucking garbage Yep.
0: if, if anybody's looking for a dissertation topic I would suggest looking at the marital patterns of Disney writers in like <laughs> 1988 to 96 seriously I, I would really love to see what these people's home lives were who were writing this right because because Andy I mean you and I like we talked about the the three of us knew Provo 1996 so we can probably guess how some of these people saw female characters but mm-hmm. I mean you know if Brooke it's like you're bringing up this isn't new ground right they're not hmm. going for they're not learning anything after well, all right I
2: now. raped her because she said hi to me on yeah, the fucking like, subway why would she have done that if she didn't want
0: it like they're they they do not like they're yeah. not getting it so I'm it's got. There's got to be something. I mean, because I remember people going to see this movie and they were not happy about this movie. Like parents did not like this movie. Kids, did, yeah. you know, teenagers didn't like. Nobody liked this movie. And definitely, no one liked the McDonald's toys. Andy, as you reminded me.
1: <laughs> um, <early laughs> McDonald's the toys are nightmare. Freaky
0: as hell. Especially the. Mommy, demon.
1: I want the gargoyle with yeah. my happy meal, please.
0: I'll take the Oblivion demon portal if anything. Um, but. But I, I mean, I feel like that's a common theme that the, the four of us keep talking about is who keeps writing this? It's got to be something going on, like in these closed door weird meet. Anyway, that, I you know, Brooke, you bring it up and you brought it up in the last movie, too. And I just keep going. They're not learning anything. Right. So it would be interesting to see what their lives were like. That they kept well, pumping out this dribble, right, Andy?
2: It, it's incredible that you say that because it wasn't until you said that that and that I made my last comment that I realized why it's striking such a nerve for me. Because it's exactly what happened with me. I was nice to someone. I was kind. And he, he took that to be whatever he wanted to take it as. And and I think that like let's show her being kind, but let's that that's why it incenses me so much that they didn't make her character be what they started out to make her and that is right. someone who is actually standing at like the this should have been a movie about her right. and what she was doing to fight against and to save her family and and what happened in the court of miracles and these different things like that's where the focus should have been and it should have gone back on quasimodo to have to own his actions and step up and do something better and for phoebus to actually need to get to know her and frollo to have to deal with the the repercussions of killing like and the the priest for like standing by and not saying anything and allowing frollo to continue to rise to power like those sub stories should have all been coming out of one stem of her being strong and valiant and each of them having to deal with their own internal bullshit and having her rise to the top. like That's really what this story should have been and they fucking missed it.
1: Well, it's... I mean there is an element that there's kind of this cursed premise in there where the basics of this story are about this tragic love triangle where the... Where Quasimodo loves this beautiful woman, but she and the captain of the guards are kinda together and Yeah, and then and then Frollo is lusting after her. And it's like that's that's baked in to the plot. That that is this story. And, and unless they like just completely remove elements of that, then it's really hard to deconstruct it and You know, Brooke, the movie that you're describing is a completely different movie. I want to see that movie.
2: It should have been a matriarchal movie about how she is powerful and they don't get to have an effect on her. And how these five men surrounding her all should have had their own... Like, you're right, it's a totally different movie, but they screwed up.
1: But that that would be a great movie.
4: And along those lines, let me just chime in real quick and say remember when we were talking about how people were trying to pass like little mermaid and beauty and the beast and all these movies off as like feminist Mm -hmm. and i pushed back against that but they were trying to do their own 90s all still written by white men mostly type of feminism what happened here that they weren't trying that because there's nothing feminist about this fucking movie and Is it because she's a woman of color and they're like, Oh no, we can't do that. You know, uh, even though she's voiced by a white lady, um, you know, I, I, where, what happened to the faux feminism, at least they were paying lip service before then here, they're not even doing that. The only lips that we see is Frollo's trying to, you know, air kiss or, you know, like, like imagining his on hers. That's it. I mean, we don't, we don't have anything here. That feels even remotely like empowerment for Esmeralda, and it just, it it makes me mad. Like they, it's like they stopped, they skipped with this movie, and um, and they kind of did with Pocahontas too. Right. So I, you know, another woman of color. So that infuriates me about this movie.
1: Right. It's like they are there to be acted on by the other major world events around them. They don't really have agency, mm-hmm. even though, like, in in some ways they're supposed to, but, you know, I mean, especially with Pocahontas. I mean, there was very little agency there. But that's the that's the real issue here. Is, it- you know, at every at every point, Esmeralda is Hectored or trapped Into one thing or another And You know and even though she's Like she's kind of a badass And she she's the only person Who like has a Sense of Global caring About the people around her And the circumstances around her And it. it's just like Eh that's it You get your song and, and that's the only thing you have
2: If this movie had happened in, you know, America in the 90s or 2000s, it would have ended with Quasimodal or Phoebus shooting up somewhere and having a mass shooting for being dismissed by the woman. Yeah. I really feel like like, that is the message that we're getting of this. Well, she was mean to me, so it's your fault. Now I'm an angry man.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the only redeeming thing here is that Quasimodo has such a pure heart that like he he's able to move along but yeah. but that's not the ironically that's not the message that the movie is reinforcing
2: no. because
1: his his gargoyle friends are like oh yeah bro keep keep going after this first woman that you've ever met the only woman you've ever met and therefore yeah. she's got to she's got to be in love with you because because you have a crush on her
2: Sorry to take out all my anger on this movie.
1: No. I I've, mean, I've, it's, I've it, said all that
2: I have to say. I will stop now. No,
1: I mean, but it's... Good. I I mean, I, I won't say this about many things, but it's kind of asking for it.
2: Wow. <laughs> okay.
1: This movie well, that is,
2: came full circle.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: so, yeah. Uh, I mean, but this movie is such a mess. If it had stuck with one thing that would be one that would be something but this movie is like eight different things at once and like one or two of them are interesting and cool and the other six you're just like, what is that where did that come from this doesn't make any sense and the only explanation for it is well the disney machine had to crank out another summer movie for the summer of 1996 so here's this one, because this is this is the next one. This is the one we decided to do next. Yeah. And that's they should it.
2: have given more lines and screen time to the goat, then it would have been better.
1: I mean, if this had been an Esmeralda and her goat story, so much more interesting.
0: I, I think the only thing I liked about this movie is Frollo totally reminded me of Salieri, and it was like watching Amadeus again.
1: Yeah, I mean, very much, yeah. i'm like oh tom holtz oh it's (laughs) the exact same thing holy smokes yeah um
0: yeah there there's you you know it is They, they 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 took some risks but they did it wrong right like i think they there were some musical things like you said andy the animation they keep getting better and better but they just can't get the the themes right they can't get the characters right they can't get the themes right um and it's it's frustrating you you look at a company and and you know I'm, I'm sure some people will yay or nay this but you look at someone like pixar and i feel like they learn right like people don't like something about their movie and they go okay we, we, that's honest feedback we appreciate it let's try not to screw it up again and, and they do that i think to some degree good or bad but this group just doesn't is it the katzenberg thing co-founder queeby is it something else like i i don't get it um in the I mean it's like overwhelming feedback. You just don't and, and is it because the feedback's 20 years too late? I don't know.
1: That's I mean, that's what see it seems to be. It seems like Disney is trying to learn some of its lessons, you know, 10-15 years down the line. They like really I mean they really didn't um, make a movie that is like feminist. Well, I I shouldn't I shouldn't say that necessarily. I'm like maybe speaking too early here, but a movie that is more feminist and actually has good representation of the culture that it's trying to until Mulan. And like they've been doing this for eight years now. And you know, and and the last three have just been like, major setbacks. And so, yeah. It's it's really disappointing. And when they do stumble onto things, it seems more accidental than purposeful. And I think it's only now that we're getting some things that seem more purposeful. Moana seems purposeful. Turning Red seems purposeful. Encanto seems purposeful. Uh, Frozen seems purposeful but you know other than that it's you know uh, i i don't i don't know what to make of this movie it's lilo, just... and it, it, lilo and stitch lilo and stitch is the perfect example I, I of the that thing movie. that seems like accidental that they stumbled <laughs> onto brilliance because they left their florida crew to just like dink around with some stuff and they stumbled on to brilliance And it was and it was great, but I don't think they set out to be like, oh, we should make sure that Nani is like a is like a good representation of Native Hawaiians and like the the problems that they have and the the problematic um, relationship between tourist culture and Native Hawaiians who, you know, live lives of like borderline poverty because of that. or So but, after yeah.
2: accidentally almost getting there 15 times, they finally tri- tripped into it. Yeah. They failed up. Well done. Yeah,
1: they failed up.
4: What is it about a broken clock being right twice a day or something? It's yeah. Like that.
1: <laughs> I think Lilo and Stitch is the perfect example of that. Um, but because they were trying to make a silly movie about a space alien, rather than like, oh, let's you know, make this grand film that's adapting this classic work of fiction that's been adapted dozens of other times. And yeah, Ugh, what a mess. At least it wasn't Hunchback 2
0: starring Jennifer Love Hewitt.
1: As, yeah, it, it, subtitled that Quasi Finally that Get a Girlfriend.
0: <laughs> Subtitle. <laughs>
2: have, have any of you watched it?
1: No, I have not. I refuse to.
2: Oh, good, me neither. I was just curious.
1: Um, but but that is the plot of it. Is Quasi finally gets a girlfriend, and she's a blind flower girl, From played by Jennifer Love Hewitt.
2: Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, in
0: a, in a circus because <laughs> you've got to bring all the horrible tropes
1: in, right? <laughs> yeah, she's a circus performer. Yeah. Well done. It, it's yeah.
2: Ugh if at first you don't succeed, fail, fail again. (laughs) I keep
0: doing the same. Right.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, um, we've, we've, we've gone around this a little bit, but I do want to specifically bring up the issues that like Esmeralda is not only a, a woman who is being lusted after, but as as Melissa has brought up, you know, she's, she's exotic being Romani is part of her her charm. The um. The the representation of Roma people here is also like intensely problematic. Now, of course, I'm saying this as a white dude. So many many shakers of salt on all of these statements. However, like it, this this movie along with many other uh, depictions of Roma people make it seem like oh they're happy street performers and they live this bohemian lifestyle and it it just is not the actual history of why this is happening and it it should be mentioned that like the that the Roma people were incredibly discriminated against. Like, yes, the, Frollo is not probably far off from what many people of his time and after were like and their opinions of of Romani. And um and to this day, that continues. Um but, you know, the reason that, you know, they they didn't have homes, they lived under here in the the court of miracles underground in the in the catacombs etc is because there were laws in Paris uh, back to the 14th and 15th century that said that Romani could not own property and they were not allowed in the city and um, so th- there is like inherent discrimination here and. You know, of course the film touches none of it. A a better film might have... I mean, it, it... Again, it stumbles onto it in the fact that, like, oh, well, Frollo's bad and he wants to... You know, he wants to commit... You know, ethnic cleansing against these people. But... Um, You know that's that's sort of it and it's seen as sort of a um as though frollo is the only one who is bad rather than this being like the actual plight of these people for centuries and centuries not only in france but throughout europe so anyway um and the fact that, that Esmeralda is so over sexualized because of this is of course common to that trope because of course, uh, you know, whenever you want to marginalize someone and a group of people, it's very easy to create a myth about their their mystique and their women being exotic and um, and and sexually alluring and it's like yeah. No, they're just people. Anyway, um, so yeah, very very bad. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. So this, I mean, it does, and I think that's one of the main reasons why Disney is just like we will not do a live action remake of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Why? Can it's you annoyed. even?
0: Can you even imagine?
1: that like come on Ugh. I mean I just I don't know how they could do it even with man thinking and... you couldn't do it okay do you want to talk about the Mandy
0: Patinkin <laughs> thing I don't I don't know much about it I think you know Melissa they talk about it a little bit in the article but I, I guess he was kind of a shoe in but you know they, they his rehearsal was he brought in his own um, version of a song and he had his own pianist with them or something. And everybody got mad at him for doing that. And they said he was really hard to work with. And, um, they basically kicked him out of his own, um, tryout performance. Right. And that was it. Then they got Tom Holtz to do it. But uh, apparently there were a, a couple people up for it as was for Esmeralda's character. They had never thought about doing, um, to me but they, they kind of said, well, if we might as well try it, we didn't know. Um, so, it, it' weird that, I mean, he would have been great, but I, I didn't know
1: bringing your own piano player is such a bad thing for a Disney movie. I guess. I guess so. I mean, but you're Mandy Patinkin. I mean, I remember at this time, um, I went to I went to New York for a um, for a school trip. Um, we were doing Model UN with. Oh yeah. In the early spring of ninety seven. And Mandy was doing a show on Broadway. Like, and it was just him and a piano singing Broadway hits. And it's like, whoa, let's like let's try and get tickets to that. That sounds great. Um, we could not get tickets to it, but um, but like that's what he was doing at that time, yeah. and he would have been he would have been astounding here. Like, that would have been great. I mean, Tom Holtz does a good job. But, um... Yeah. But, I mean, all again, like... Having Demi Moore play, you know, Esmeralda is... I, I mean, again, like, it's not like there aren't Romani actors out there who could... You know potentially play this character
0: i mean it is kind of a strange like i think somewhere melissa in the article they said oh we wrote this part thinking of demi Moore." it's like why yeah why, why? she was, was a
4: superstar first? at the time you yeah. know she,
1: she was. was
4: absolute like household global name and this is the best they could do for her i mean i understand why you want somebody like that in one of your movies of course but you know you want a name to put on the poster but this like really uh i guess it just proves the power of disney at the time during their renaissance that everybody wanted to be you know the voice in a disney movie and she just well not all of her choices are very good anyway i mean what was the stripper one i forget i don't even know
1: yeah
4: and nothing against stripping i mean that is a legitimate work a sex work is work all all nudity work anything like that it's all work and people shouldn't judge but that was a stupid fucking movie like it was awful
1: um i i've actually been thinking at some point i definitely I definitely want us to do the Magic Mike franchise, but you I just would love want you Channing Tatum why. Exactly. all over this podcast.
4: Exactly, you're exactly. so
1: bad. No, it's so bad, but it's so, he wants but,
4: to have an excuse to bring up Channing Tatum. It would be great,
1: though. On. It would be great, though, to do like a like a a stripping movies, um, sex work, work thing where we do like. Flash dance, showgirls, striptease,
4: breakfast at Tiffany's.
1: Breakfast. There you go, at <laughs> the one that started it all.
4: We know about the powder room, okay? Right. We understand.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, and and do all of that, and then and then and then Channing Tatum, which so. is which is why we're all here.
2: That's that. I mean, I guess stuff. we'd have to do Channing Tatum. Yeah
0: i mean yeah. if someone's gonna do channing tatum i think it's probably andy
1: exactly well i mean there's no there's no other way we can get channing tatum on this podcast it's that or 21 jump street so, oh, so good yeah. um, i was
4: at my mom's yesterday and she when i got there she was watching that white house one.
0: Oh, uh, no
4: which one is it is it white house down or
0: yes white I, or no
4: no, which which is the one with Jamie Foxx and him? I there were two at the same time. Well, right? Olympus, is, like,
0: Olympus is fallen Olympus has fallen movies? is an underrated gem. Oh. Those that trilogy is hilarious. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was
1: White not White House Down. It's something down though. Isn't it's it's there was White House Down and then he's in the sequel, right? That's like something else down. It's like no, that's. I'm
4: surprised you don't know the name off the top of your head. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. I have not seen it. I have well, not no, seen it. Well, no, because there's Olympus has
0: fallen, London has fallen, and then.
4: Oh, those are what the that's Gerard the guy, Butler, right?
0: Yeah, right. him. Um, I'm going
4: to say the Phantom of the Opera
0: dude. Yep. Yeah, those. See, I liked those. Those White House Down. Yep. So he is in White House Down. Yeah. Okay. And that Anyone movie is way worse than the other one.
2: It's terrible. It's really bad. Still more entertaining than Hunchback.
1: Yeah. Arguably.
2: Yes, maybe.
1: <laughs> I mean, for Andy, because it's got Channing Tatum in it. For Channing Tatum, yes.
4: But he didn't dance, so... Or strip.
0: He or was strip. wet a little bit. Is he? Yeah, because oh. I think there's there's a part where he has to go under the White House and, like, a sprinkler gets him or
1: something.
4: Of course you remember which that. Which
1: I'm pretty sure Andy texted me as as we were... When he was then, then apparently I need to see this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, like like I so that that's the
0: thing. Like I can see Andy writing a screenplay about a stripper, and Channing Tatum just naturally fits, right? But I can't see writing a script about a Romani, like having a Esmeralda, and then going to me more yeah. Like, right. Right in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
4: Why'd you have to bring it back to this movie? We were trying
0: to talk about it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Channing... T- <laughs>
1: <scripting>. <laughs> yeah. No, but Demi Moore, yeah. Household name. Big name in this movie. And then Kevin Kline.
0: Yeah. Also
1: <laughs> big name at I this time. I love him. He's, He's great. so good. And like Phoebus is like Almost fun, but like has a couple moments where it's like, oh, okay, this is almost a great character. And you can see Kevin Klein like trying to do something with it, but he's 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 kind of a nothing character. Yeah, there's it there wasn't Not a lot written. here. Yeah, he wasn't
0: there was no substance to that one at all.
1: Waste of Kevin Klein, he's so who's so good. Okay, quick who has who has favorite kevin klein performances i mean Phoebus.
4: other than dave oh A fish called wanda
1: oh excellent fish called, called wanda she's so good
4: <laughs>
1: but that's probably his best yeah dave is my favorite because that's
2: good him. too i like that one speaking
1: dave of wall <laughs> i mean
0: my favorite would be silverado
2: i was going to say silverado
0: yeah i think but he was great i mean his bobs burger stuff is great Road She's to El so Dorado boring. was maybe his best animated film um, Big Chill which might have been before Andy you were born I can't remember how old that movie is uh,
1: yeah, I don't know when When was that I I have not seen Big Chill I need to see Big Chill
0: yeah, it was, yeah. he was good at it um, was he in Sophie's Choice Melissa was that his first movie I don't
4: think it was his first movie was
0: it yeah, I can't remember if it's that or Fish Called Wanda
1: he well, he was nominated for the Oscar in Fish Called Wanda, right? No, yeah.
0: was think.
4: he? Dang. I think so. We're underappreciating him here, y'all.
1: <laughs> for best, for best supporting actor, he
0: yeah. even made thirty minutes of Wild Wild West watchable. Oh my god.
2: He really did. He,
0: he was the only good part of that, like Jeff Goldblum in um, Independence Day.
3: <laughs>
1: that movie, Wild Wild West, that's a little. Wonderless I have a t-shirt movies.
2: with Jeff Goldblum on it and sometimes I wear it.
1: Is it the one with the
0: Jurassic Park where he's shirtless?
2: No, it's just his face. Oh. It's just his face on my chest.
0: I have to I have to send you one, Brooke. There's one that the there's a guy on Redbubble who does it and he superimposed him in Thriller and it's him <laughs> like holding the tiger and it it's a different title but it's like Jeff Goldblum Tiger or something and it's it's like just handsome Jeff Goldblum as the thriller cover.
2: <laughs>
0: he totally appropriate. For so you. Sophie's, uh, was
2: Sophie's choice first one. Yeah. Oh, was, I was it? Gonna say it was
0: 82. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He was pretty good in oh, French Kiss. And
4: let's not forget Soap Dish. That's a great Oh, movie.
0: excellent. Close soap
1: Dish. Oh great. wow. Great.
0: Yes. He's got a yeah. lot of French Kiss was good in, in and out. Club. He was really funny in even though that movie was
1: that and movie's problematic. so problematic yeah. now. He was looking is. back on that, it's like, whoa.
0: At the time, it felt
4: like progress, though. <laughs> like you have two big name <laughs> actors who, like, you know, were playing yeah. gay. It was like, really? Like, yeah. I did not expect that.
2: Yeah. But yeah, th- there's some issues with that movie for sure.
1: I'm sad that Road to.
0: Oh,
2: Eldorado Pirates of Pincense yeah, was his second.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well.
2: 83.
4: Yeah. Also, I'm jealous because he's he's married to Phoebe Cates, who I who I love.
1: Hey, that that's not bad. Yeah, that's that's pretty great. Okay. Um, how did you how did you not say the
0: conspirator? Andy is your favorite. Kevin Klein Um, one. the one about the Lincoln
1: assassination. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, isn't that more of a um.
2: There's no Russians
0: in it. His... <laughs> it's not the Cold War. <laughs> well done. No,
1: but I mean, I just I I mostly think of James McAvoy in that movie, Yeah, right? pretty much. Like, he's it. he's kind of the more, and and Klein's kind of the like the other guy. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway, um, I mean we've we've talked kind of about the the gargoyles and how they're terrible. Do we need to say any more about how terrible they are, or... No. They're, no. They're just bad.
0: They
2: ruined I... any validity that this movie might have had. There. We're done.
1: Yeah. It's like, every single time they're on screen, they're doing something that is, like, in a completely different movie. I don't get it. And yet, like, I, and I remember the marketing for this movie was all based around Jason Alexander talking about how great it was. And he's like, I'm going to take you behind the scenes of the movie. And I'm like, hey, George from Seinfeld is in the Disney movie. Cool, that should be fun. And then it's like, oh, he is the worst part of this movie, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Um,
4: As bad as that commercially did for that McDonald's burger. For
1: the McDLT. (laughs)
4: yes
1: (laughs) yes <laughs>
4: who the hell puts the cheese on the cold side fuck you oh, yeah. seriously the cheese is supposed to be melted god damn
2: it
1: right like what what is wrong yeah stupid mcdonald's stupid jason Alexander.
2: i think mcdonald's ruined this movie uh they're like what toys are you gonna give us and they're like oh let's throw some fucking gargoyles in and bring jason Alexander here we got your movie
0: Legit, it, there are so few likable characters in this. Who would you even want in the Happy Meal? You want, you want like Esmeralda, and then you're like, that's it, I'm done.
1: You want the goat? The goat oh, is the, the only like, yeah, actually like kid toyetic.
0: <laughs>
2: they could have had Frollo standing next to a well.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> I'm loving it. It. it, 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 it. <laughs> <laughs> Mom,
3: I want the place that
1: we're cro- <laughs> talking about cro- cro- genocide. Can't believe I did the
0: echo. That's so bad.
2: <laughs> the mom on the steps with little blood coming down. As long as we're going like, to go all in on dead mothers with every Disney movie, let's go all in.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at the McDonald's toys I sent you all. There's the three creepy gargoyle heads. There's the goat coming out of the kettle or whatever then there's three different gargoyles then there's the guy with the What what is the guy with the pirate hat
1: oh he's the I don't know the he's jester? the main the main guy in the Generator? yeah yeah oh that's yeah. right okay yeah Clopan, I think is his name
2: they should have yeah. just made a whole line of, like, inappropriate Frollo toys. One where he just, like, sniffs the air.
0: <laughs> it should have just been, like, a scent thing from yeah. Bath and Body Works.
2: He has fire come up around him.
1: <laughs> you get the the Frollo mask so you can go and sniff <laughs> people. No.
2: <laughs> I hate oh, this man. movie.
1: This is all terrible. I am terrible sorry that Martin I
2: asked us to watch this. I'm sorry.
1: Wait, no, this was... We no, had to do it. Was, I, I mean, it is it is important because, like, Esmeralda is not... Um, I don't know. It's like she's she's not a princess, but she's very princess-adjacent. And, and I think it gets to the heart of the, like, what is Disney doing with its female characters and what does that say about... Um, you know the the times that they were making the movies and what does that mean now like yeah. so it fits um, Didn't because they... we're now we're just we're just going to talk about every Disney movie so that's fine um, Well,
0: and I will say this movie did have the most ultimate I mean when you when you create a bad guy and you model it off the bad guy in Schindler's list like you're serious about creating a bad guy you know? Yeah. Like, you are not gonna pull any punches. That's the main reason I can't believe this movie was G. Like, he is the ultimate bad guy. Like,
1: to the core. Um, we
2: can't have the kids watch Schindler's List, so...
1: So... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I, I I will argue Frollo Give is worse. music. <laughs> Frollo's worse, because, I mean, there's that whole speech where Schindler's like oh, you know, you could be remembered as the good guy. And he like, he legitimately does think that like, he is the good guy. Frollo, it's like, i he knows that what he's doing is sinful and awful. And he's like, I'm gonna do it anyway. I don't care.
2: Must he though? <laughs> because as I watch it, every... He's like the ultimate gaslighter and narcissist and like, truly, I think truly feels justified in any thought that comes into his mind without ever having to question it, simply because he is a dude with a dick that is employed by God.
1: Okay, yes, but but he before he figures out that self-justification though, which is usually like, oh, that that Roma woman has entrapped me or whatever, you know, then before that he's like oh yeah this darkness is starting to permeate my soul he knows he knows first and then he justifies
0: i just think so, the
2: justification is like innate in him he's so hmm. fucking arrogant that he never even stops like oh i might have been dark but <laughs> turns out i'm still too great
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, you can read the character that way as well. I guess I'm just...
2: I think I'm just a little angry, so I've got to go back to not talking again.
1: I And and I think I am always more harsh of clergy-type characters who should know the fucking difference between right and wrong <laughs> and always choose wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that's my take on it. Um,
2: I do I, agree that he should know I do agree
1: yeah he's like he's he's specifically chosen the darkest worst most evil and violent reading of christianity that you possibly can and and he and he has made that choice because there are other characters who do not make that choice like the the priest in Notre Dame who like tells him off and says like this is bad what you are doing and you have to repent for it. So you just murdered that woman, you have to take care of this child now as a reminder of you know the thing that you did as as penance for the thing that you did.
2: And then tells the silly woman to stop changing the world.
1: Well yeah. I mean, there's that too. But so, but he's he's at least a little better. I yeah. mean, you 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 can't be a priest in the Catholic Church and not be patriarchal and tell the woman to get in her place, you know? But... But... He's at least... He's at least better than Frollo. Again, the lowest of bars. Better <laughs> than Jason Alexander, better than Frollo. The lowest of bars. Alright. Um, anything else, or shall we go into... I think
2: order? this movie set, like, after you. Clearly after you. Put the bar for... I was going to choose people to date are you better than Frollo alright then yeah Yeah. (laughs) give it a shot yeah
1: but the kids these days they love Frollo they love They they love the dark fire
2: yeah we watched it with the two 12 year old boys and they were like this was the one movie they didn't go to sleep during or didn't ask to turn off or say they didn't want to watch it they were all in
1: yeah well, I think it. I think it speaks to our times in 2022 a lot, a lot more that kids are gravitating towards that, and they like see real evil as real evil, and are like, "Oh yeah, I get that." Whereas they're like, Ursula's cool. She seems like our cool aunt that the family has shunned, and we like her. So, um, yeah. Just wait till we get to the stripper movies, Brooke. They'll definitely pay attention to those. <laughs>
0: All right. Ooh, Channing Tatum. Channing. Bring home the sauce for Andy.
1: He's so good. That.
0: I, don't, I don't know if bring home the sauce was the right term. I apologize for that. <laughs> <No>. the sausage. <laughs> the sauce. But... Bring home the sausage for
1: Andy. And it's a certain kind of sauce. The but sweet, sweet Tatum O'Neill. Okay. Uh, Wait. What's this. the
0: next? What's the next princess movie?
1: Um, Mulan.
0: Oh, thank God. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's let's wrap this one up. <laughs> so oh. We can go watch something good.
1: Yeah. It's so, because the, the the next summer is Hercules, which is not a princess movie again. Ancillary, I think. But James Woods. Like,
0: James Woods. James yeah. Woods, top five bad guy of all Disney movies. Terrific character by far. Because,
1: and James Woods also a uh, terrible human being so yes uh, very great actor uh, i mean we've we've talked about this go listen to our straight talk episode <laughs> talk about james <laughs> flashback ruining on, movies but yeah he's, he's great in that and so this is summer of 96 hercules is summer of 97 mulan summer of 98 this Adam, movie
0: summer of 69 oh, i did not know where we we're going sorry uh
1: this movie made a hundred million dollars exactly at the domestic box office 100 million 138,858 adjusted for inflation that's 207.8 million but didn't this so, one keep going over budget or something wasn't this super expensive to make andy yes uh it its production budget was apparently a hundred million dollars so it broke even <laughs> Um. That's yeah. That's crazy. Pocahontas, fifty-five million. This, a hundred million. So, not not good. Um, sex spells. <laughs> but also, uh, very expensive to make. Apparently, the the sex. It, internationally, though, it did another two hundred and twenty-five. So, um. Way more
0: used to sex over there.
1: Yeah. That's. I mean, it, they they did they did pretty well overseas and. Um,
0: well, the cathedrals
2: overseas also.
1: Yes. Uh, they were I mean, definitely. The fact that they gave
0: them access through. to the cathedral, right, was was pretty cool. Yeah, um, and I mean, yeah, and and the I mean, and the, the,
1: the like the renderings yeah. in the film of the cathedral again, like. The animation really in this good. movie very cool. Yeah, the 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 battle scene at the end with the like um, with super irony, the
0: super irony at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, always classic. Uh, yeah, you know. So there's there's a lot there's a lot that's really cool there, but um, yeah, this movie not great. Okay, yeah. our studio notes. Who
4: Don't wants to make go first. It. Don't make this movie. Yeah, just make
1: it. Oh wow.
0: Kudos to Melissa on that. Make it with another Channing one of Tatum. those. Channing Tatum as Esmeralda. <laughs> just for
2: Candy. I think they need to make it an Esmeralda movie. Like I I that would be my just That's, scrap yeah. it and redo it. And yeah. have all of their characters be like I mean, it is natural and human for all of them to have their own feelings about. About her and around her but stop making her Responsible for them
1: Yes Yeah and I think having some of those Grown up conversations Um In kid friendly ways would be helpful To be like It's like hey Quasi I understand You have feelings for me And that's great And but You know then it's like oh Okay and then he can go talk to his gargoyle friends and they're like yeah you know what sometimes things are that way and it's okay and everybody's happy sometimes your drummer don't play that way that's right (laughs) um
0: i would like them to stop killing the moms
1: i mean yeah
0: i mean i know that's in the story but i'm i'm done with the mom killing let's
2: Let's, I agree.
0: Let's keep the moms around for a movie. Or As a two.
2: mom, I, I'm kind of over it.
0: Yeah. It's 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 played. It's over.
1: Yeah. Okay. And any other studio notes? Um,
0: okay. What did you all think about the music? I mean, I didn't hate some
1: of the songs. I love some of the yeah,
0: songs. Yeah, some of them are really good. In fact, I, I like some of the music more than a lot of the other Movies. Just like challenging score, lots of sweeping. Like, I just, some of the songs I really enjoyed. I didn't know if the rest of you liked it too.
1: Yeah. There's, there's some, again, it's like the, the problem is tonal mismatch. Right. Because in, you have like your, your S tier, A tier, Hellfire, God Help the Outcasts. And then in your like, F tier, you have a guy like you. And then in between, you've got, you know, like, Out There is a nice song, but it's just like, it, I don't know. I'm like, is this a different movie? Because it's so sweeping and, um, like, hopeful and joyful. And I'm like, the rest of the movie's kind of dark. And I, it feels weird to, like, start with, the Festival of Fools and out there, and then we shift into this like really, really dark movie for the rest of it. I don't get it. Yeah, I So the the Court of Miracles song also kind of cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like the songs, but most of them, except I, except for a guy like you, F that. Song.
2: Yeah, a guy like you is the only one that I had a real issue with. The rest of them. Felt like they were—they were musically very interesting to me.
1: Yeah, um, Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz would go on to do uh, other things, including *Enchanted*, which we will get to. So, um, and and Stephen Schwartz wrote *Wicked*, so oh that's uh, you know, so he's he's on his way to doing bigger and better things. I guess everybody has a a guy like you in their back catalog. Well, I'm that's
0: a Katzenberg. It's not his fault. co founder quick. Uh
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, cuz that that was very obvious. It's like the the I mean, they even call it out in the song. He's like he's like uh the city of love is alight tonight. Sure, it's because Paris is on fire, but still there's Lamour and you're like the city is on fire because they are trying to murder every single Roma in the city. Like you can't. <laughs> and then you have this song about like, oh yeah, you know, uh Esmeralda, she's totally going to fall for you, Quasi, cuz cuz we all love you. And it's it's the weirdest song. And it's yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. The movie's super dark and they throw in this silly song it's awful awful are there any best one-liners or quotes here
4: um i wrote down the one where frollo said bring these gypsy vermin to the palace of justice the only reason why is because gypsy vermin reminds me of rebel scum from star wars a far superior movie Mm -hmm. And that's the only reason why I wrote that down Because it made me think of Star Wars That's why it's a blue line That's it That's as good as it gets for this movie
1: Right And again, why uh... Reinforcing bad stereotypes Mm -hmm. Very bad Anyway Um...
0: I always pick the dorky ones So I had the Don't you ever migrate to the pigeons (sighs) Because there's only, like, two funny lines in it, so I just kind of found that You're out. fired. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Yeah. No. Uh, I do like that did... like we've crowned
0: the wrong fool speech. Which yeah, I like that the, one. Tosses the hat at him. Like, suck it, dude. That's not bad. But I did like bad. the pigeon. Because I really yeah. wish the pigeons would have pooped all over the gargoyles, like, the entire movie, and then they would have gone away uh
1: yes just no more no more Gargoyles no more
0: Gargoyles yep
1: um I have no quotes from this movie (laughs) I I think the script is completely forgettable I
0: I think the best one-liner would have been whatever Mandy Patinkin said as he was going out the door after his he
1: he 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 was giving his studio notes um which okay Uh, Exactly. Have you ever seen Run Ronnie Run, the the Bob Odenkirk David Cross movie? No. It's terrible. Yes,
2: I have seen that movie.
1: Based on based on a Mr. Show sketch, and halfway through it, they're he's producing a Broadway show starring Mandy Patankin and he sings this song. Um which is just terrible and then at the end
3: I thought that my home was my castle with no one scrutinizing me no pigs no lion bitch no hassle y'all are brutalizing me can't a man not drink his beer in silence? Can't a man not crudely lie and scream? Can't a man not control his bitch with violence? Y'all are brutalizing me. are brutalizing me
0: no 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 that was shite pure shite
3: I don't disagree really I think it uh I think it's ridiculous like this. It's like a lie. And uh, we spent the whole play getting to this point. We've unpeeled the onion. He should be naked. It's a naked, beautiful moment. Let's try it your way.
1: I think my character should be naked. (laughs) And so he's like, and he just starts taking off these overalls that he's wearing. I'm like, okay, awesome. That that was uh, Mandy Patinkin's line from this that he said as he was walking away and that's why they didn't want to work with him because he is too difficult he thought Phoebus should be naked that's right
0: how dare you
2: I did like the line um we find you totally innocent which is the worst crime of all
1: ooh
2: and then um when he called her a clever witch and it was just like her to twist the truth into something uh what did, what did he say? Um, so typical of your kind to twist the truth, to cloud the mind with unholy thoughts when it's clearly him.
1: Like clearly. Right. Which
2: I don't like the line, but I think it very succinctly just like, paints a picture of him.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Best side character. Goat. Goat. The goat. The goat. The goat. The goat. The goat. The goat. Yes. Goat, um, goat, number one. Goat. Yeah. Goat. Well, the goat time, and goat. The, the narrator. You
4: understood that, reference. I got it. Got it.
1: I understand some sports references. <laughs> nice work, new Buzz Lightyear.
0: <laughs> you need to understand that reference. I can't. I yes, understood by the way. that one, too. Yo. Yeah. Is,
2: is Kloppen the, the narrator?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: I liked him, too. He yeah, he's he's game.
1: not bad. He's although he, he takes a weird turn cuz it's like at at the beginning he seems like kind of pro quasi and then when they're in the the court of miracles he's like very obviously anti quasi. And it's yeah. like wait, what? What side are you on, bro? Are you like hey, come as you are and be be who you are and or is it like we hate we hate you because you're innocent so I don't know but again I mean I think that's not the actor's fault or the character's fault I think that's bad writing so right yeah I I now that you say that though Brooke I do I like that line that being innocent is the greatest crime of all and if that is true guilty 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 so on me, uh, my my poor sweet innocence in 1996. Anyway, um, which you didn't even watch this movie. You make out fiend. Congratulations. Apparently, both yeah.
0: times making out
1: with eight people at once, <laughs> as you do at BYU.
2: <laughs> I applaud you, sir.
0: <laughs>
1: if only it were the truth. Studio notes.
0: You and Brooke actually watching this movie the first time in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would change. And
2: not recommending it
1: <laughs> All right. Um, All right. <laughs> best song. I
4: mean, for me, I guess it's Hellfire. It Just is. I'm with Melissa. It's so... Unique compared to other Disney movies, it's it's just I, I'm amazed that it was a G rating, even with the changes they made. I was amazed that Disney would even put a song like that,
1: mm-hmm.
4: you know, or allow the whole lust component. They could have taken that out. His lust for Esmeralda, they could have taken that out right. and just focus more on like you know the genocidal aspect of his rotten personality or something, um, but. But they left it in.
1: Yeah. Which
4: is you know, a little disturbing. um, But, you know, it, it's got to be that one.
1: Yeah. Because I'm me, I'll make a pitch for uh, God Help the Outcasts. Because. No,
2: I did like that one.
1: I, I do like that. And if we are making Brooks' Esmeralda centric movie, that's like something you could expand out. Yeah, Hellfire is probably the better song well that's that's my that's my very close number two if you
0: if you spin the theme then yeah that's that's a much more pertinent song for this movie hellfire is probably the crux of the
1: whole yeah hellfire is this
0: it's the immersion. ursula song right you cover so much ground for yeah. the for the movie in that amount of time
1: yeah well and the movie starts with the hellfire theme yeah. Like the you you aren't even in the credits and it's dun 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 and you're like whoa <laughs> coming on strong
0: there <laughs> all right I'm gonna play that next time someone asks me to deliver a pizza <laughs> okay
1: all right um is this a good movie no um, no no. Oh, sadly. It's not even a good idea for a movie.
0: It's a book about a building. (laughs) Yep. Come on. (laughs) Make the movie about the football team if you're going to do so badly. Who cares? This should have been called Rudy. (laughs) (laughs) Studio no. This movie's already done. It's called Rudy. Get rid of this crap.
1: Okay. Just go see Rudy. Yeah.
0: Brooke got me all fired up. I'm excited. Get get rid of this movie.
1: (laughs) Okay. Is the main character a good person? Which one?
2: I mean, who the fuck is it? Yeah. Yeah. The Hunchback? I guess it's named after him.
0: I guess.
1: I mean, it's hard to say this is Esmeralda's movie. It really isn't. Or is it Frollo's
0: movie?
4: you could make an argument for that. I think. Yeah. I think it is.
1: That's kind of what
0: I felt like. Is this was a whole Frollo movie? His backstory. Yeah. The answer is no. Oh
2: my god! My cat just sat on my microphone.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, obviously, if it's Frollo's movie, then no. If it's Quasi's it's like I don't know. I guess, kinda. He doesn't really have a character, does he? He
0: might
2: be when he grows up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's so sheltered and innocent, like, I don't He, like, seems to be good-hearted, but again, you know, if he's being programmed with that big incel energy I don't know But if it's Esmeralda, you're like, yeah Yeah. Like, she's great She's great I want to see, I want to see the movie built around her Should we show this to children?
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, I showed it to all three of mine. I'm sorry, I've got two cats climbing on my face. Um, I showed it to my to my kids. Wait, (laughs) (laughs) we're not to those movies yet.
0: Hold your chain of (laughs) tanning. Calm down. (laughs) There There was a spike in our listenership. What happened?
2: (laughs) (laughs) The purring was the cats. Um. (laughs) I think, I think children over 12, mm-hmm. I, I would say 10 and up, but 12 and up gets a whole different experience out of it. Yeah. And That'd I think it's different. important to know, like, if you're going to make sense out of certain things or make, like, I think, I think it's good context if you discuss it afterwards.
1: Which is what happened in in my household. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, let's yeah, I talk about that.
4: do it more as punishment, but okay. Shows <laughs> you what I know. Not having kids.
1: Well, the the kids I also feel like, like
2: that's a good good play. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Again, the kids were like super into it because, like, oh, Hellfire, like big on TikTok. Like, I want to actually watch the entire movie with you, Dad. And, and so we like sat down and then. We talked about it, and I'm like, "Okay, now let's have a discussion about boundaries and toxic masculinity, and talk about exactly why Frollo is a bad person in all of these ways." And that was a good conversation. So, like, I don't know, but again, yeah, older kids seems like it maybe. Okay, (sighs) weird because
0: I think they watch the other films like. If you were to ask the kids in the house here, they'd probably... Like, they love Beauty and the Beast. They love the music. They love the side characters, right? Uh, And I I think that's that Disney draw. Good music, side characters. I can't see... I mean, Andy, like, maybe the boys like this movie because... Like, we're drawn to more... Like, we've grown up with evil characters, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe Frollo is the draw the boys but what like what is there for this movie there's nothing else to it like there's just it's like we talked about there's no marketing aspect to this movie like there's nothing to watch it for so i guess my answer to your question is i can see maybe why kids would sit down and watch it but i don't know if they it would have any staying power i mean why did your kids stay through it
2: are they gonna re-watch it
0: yeah exactly like like what was it because oh I've heard Frollo's a, a really bad guy? Wow, Frollo's a really bad guy. Uh, I'd rather do something. Yeah,
1: it's like oh yeah, he's he's bad. It's cool, cool dark movie. Um, I don't know, I don't know that they will, but you know,
0: so cool dark movie. That sounds like exactly my 12 to 16 year old years for watching films. Like oh, Silence of the Lambs, cool dark movie. <laughs> like, what boys are weird anyway they're
1: yeah so whale't done
0: anyway maybe as long Cats as they take Brooke. all the right on brook's
1: face there we go
0: call it good <laughs> happy sunday okay there <laughs> we go all
1: right
2: that's on brook
1: and that's uh and and that's and that's the end of hunchback of notre dame so uh adios yeah. quasimodo and um Okay, so next week do do we wanna do we wanna do Robin Hood next week as a palate cleanser, or do we want to go to Mulan?
0: I, I'm for Mulan, if it's okay with you. All. I I haven't seen that movie for a while. I'd like to see it again. Yeah,
2: I
4: haven't seen it in a long time
2: either. I've never seen it. <gasps> oh It's, it's I wonderful. I missed Hercules. I missed Mulan. Like there was there's these few where I was like, I moved out of my house before I left high school, and then. Was trying to figure out life for a few years so i didn't yeah did you watch I the live
4: mulan? i haven't that one's really good too yeah yeah
1: yeah so it i am i'm trying to line up some guests for us on on mulan again if you're interested reach out to me and we can make stuff happen but let's so we'll do mulan next and um that'll be wonderful and yeah so so check that out um, anybody got anything else to say or we done
2: fuck the patriarchy oh sorry what? yes uh, Tatum.
0: Channing Tatum please send all of your sprinkler Instagram videos to the Willis please Instagram and women yes.
2: women get to be nice and they get to have a purpose and they get to be whatever they want to be and it's not their fucking fault what your feelings are yeah sorry I'm out yeah
1: That's it. Okay. Bye, everybody. Well
4: done. Thank
3: you. That will be all. God damn it. That's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important... You can just kiss all that goodbye.
0: This show is part of the Geek Nerd Network. Geek Nerd Network. Find more shows like it at
3: geeknerdnetwork.com. This is Janet.